sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. What up, y'all? Hey, fam. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. What are you what are you making tinkling noises about? I was saying hello. You oh. got to say hello three times before I even got to speak. I found that very it's because I'm personable. Freeing. Oh well, no, I was I was uh, praising you. I thought it was great. Huh. Uh, this week we're talking about the icy grip of death. Or really the people who died in this year since there is a lot of fun people. In a couple episodes we talked about them. A lot of already. fun deaths too. Yeah, the way they went. They went the way they lived, uh, slowly and really painfully. Brian, yeah. Um, yeah, we, you know, I know we lose celebrities every year, but, like, this year seemed insane. And people are putting, uh, I see people putting a lot of Lemmy for Motorhead, but he actually died at the very end of last year. So he doesn't count. He's been dead. Still haven't heard a song by Motorhead. Man, you a fool. Because Motorhead rocks. Saw him in 84. Saw him again in 85. Well, if it's 2015, what are we talking about him? Well, just because I saw them then doesn't mean he wasn't still going up to the end. He was, until he collapsed on stage. Actually, I don't even think he collapsed. He just like played like three songs and was like, shit, I gotta go. Anyway, Did he have a heart attack? Uh, he had cancer, actually. Oh, I didn't know cancer kills you that quick. It was yeah, it was some kind of really virulent form of cancer. Probably from that big ass mole he had on his face. Anyway, that was twenty fifteen. He had a he had an ass mole on his face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. It farted. Um. One. I think we probably talked about him, but I'm just like looking over the list. The great Bob Elliott died this year. Forgot about that. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if we did talk. We probably we probably mentioned it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess the the Ray die a long time ago. Ray, what's his last oh, name? Yeah. yeah, Bob killed him. Well, in a, a nice way, he killed him. Yeah, he killed him with kindness. Still murder. Well, actually, it's manslaughter. It depends on what court you go to. Yeah. If you go to family court, it's manslaughter. But if you go to, uh, what's what's the opposite of family? The opposite of family? Single court. Isolationist. Murder. Court? Yeah. Straight up first degree moita. Yeah, so that's too bad. I mean, I, it's not like he was doing much anyway, but, you know, we both loved him. Man, I knew he was dead, but I just didn't know how long he was dead for. Not Bob Elliott, but Ray Goulding. Can you even guess? All right. Let's see. I I swear to God I saw them together on TV in the late 70s. I'm going to say early 80s. Uh, well, <laughs> I knew it wasn't that long ago. 1990. 90. Okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea. The last I remembered seeing them was, you know, like on game shows or something or Carson mm-hmm. back then. So, um, yeah, 90 sounds about right. <clears throat> They were the, the oh, born a year apart, so Bob Elliott just lived a long time. Well, 68, I guess. It's pre- 
is pretty young comparative for most people. If you if you look at uh, if you look at Bob Elliott's face, you can see he's probably part sea turtle. So you know those those things live longer. Um, yeah. But Bob and Ray were great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Period. The end. Did they have a TV show or anything? I don't think I've ever. Uh, maybe did I you see like them on it? They were radio, but you know, and then maybe yeah, they're. I, yeah, they were definitely. Ra- I, I probably saw them on like Hollywood Squares or some, or maybe just like you know, like I said, Carson or Merv Griffin or whatever. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if they had like short-lived variety show that I ever, never saw or something like that. No, cause... they probably appeared on other people's variety shows. They did have one, but we probably never saw it. I'm looking at their Wikipedia. They had a 15-minute television series in the 50s called Bob and Ray, which almost certainly doesn't exist anymore. Def- yeah, I definitely never saw it. They destroyed all that film um, to make uh, crowns for people's teeth. So there's a there's a TV sh- movie based on a Kirk Vonnegut novel that Bob and Ray starred in. Based on a Vonnegut novel? Between Time and Timbuktu. I'm not familiar with that novel. I guess it's not one novel. It's a combination of a bunch. It's a combination of his time travel shit with, uh, what's his name? Kilgore Trout. Never. So no, I never heard of it, never saw it, but it's from 1972, and I am have to believe it's the best uh, Vonnegut ever put on screen. YouTube. Even, even though Slaughterhouse-Five movie was the uh, first time, maybe not the first time, but one of the first times on television I saw a boob. Oh really? I do, I don't remember much about that movie. I had read. I think I read the book before I saw the movie. I thought the movie was okay. Um, I thought the book was better because I'm snobby. Well, I don't think there's many movies that suppress the book. So, good luck finding one. Yeah. Just one. Well, uh, I think everybody agrees Fifty Shades of Grey. But mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, that's probably the one. Abe Vigoda, we finally lost this year. I, I'll go back to Abe Vigoda, but I have sometimes for Christmas for my nieces and nephews, I like have little co- contests for for presents, not contests, but little games we play. And like I'll say, I'll give you a shopping spree at the bookstore with a limit of five dollars or fifteen dollars or whatever. And this year, I was just trying to Keeps think of game, movies. Man. Sorry, go ahead. Jeez, I was trying to think of movies to take them to because that's usually one of the prizes and i was like do you want to go to this movie and that movie and then i said and they're like well what other movies what other movies and i've gone through all the movies i wanted to see and all the movies that i thought they might want to see too and then so i got to say 50 shades of gray darker or whatever the new one is called so everyone got grossed out and the party ended shortly after oh that's too bad that does seem like a family film wait how old are these nieces and nephews between 22 and 16. Oh, you went backwards with that. 22 and 17. Oh, so they're all old enough to watch Fifty Shades of Grey with their uncle? Come on. What? The family that... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, Abe Vigoda. I think we mentioned him briefly at some point. Kind of sad to see that. Is Abe Vigoda dead? Or is Abe Vigoda still alive? Is that what it was? Is that what that site was? Yeah, yeah, such a fun sight. It's sad what to see weird, that change. I'm kind of disappointed in a lot of the stories I hear about Abe Vigoda. He was not a super nice guy. Oh. 
not a not a total jerk, just like kind of like crotchety. Yeah. yeah, just not super surprising. I, I mean, I liked him when he was on Conan. Yeah. Oh, and on the page, I didn't notice this. I I know I checked it, but I forgot that they put little X's over his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot too. Uh, Maurice White, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Is that what they say? Don't don't call me Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. Call me the the. Uh, oh, I don't even. Man, what is that song? It's Steve Miller Band, but call me the Space Cowboy or some shit. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That dum dum's still alive, I think, right? Or is he dead, Steve? Jeez. Cares. Speaking of uh, speaking of awful music, Glenn Fry dead. Does he die this year too? Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, Wait, are we are we asking if Steve Miller's alive or if his 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 music is still popular? No, if he's alive. Yes, he's still alive. Yeah. Um, oh, Five Dog from Tribe Called Quest. Glad he lived long enough to record that last album. Was it his death a surprise? I don't think so. Like I watched the documentary on tribe called quest it made they made a few years back and he was in like poor health for a while um oh patty duke shit i forgot patty duke died at times they even talk alike man millennials are getting nothing out of this episode so far i think we should do every week a, a millennial uh I don't know Check why in. you're obsessed with millennials. I just we think do, just because you bring it up every time. I just I... think it's hilarious that like they that I hear from them. I don't get the references. Like, man, you know, do a little research. I think I think most of the millennials do get the references, and the ones that don't are just pulling your 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 chain, as JJ would say, on what's happening. Oh yeah, hey hey hey, he's still alive. So Patty Duke, I mean, I don't know about her acting after the Patty Duke show. And how do you get a Patty, How do you get a show named after yourself when you're like 13? Because she was in. She played Helen Keller in The Miracle Worker. And that's all it takes to get a movie. Yep. As a t- person who played Anne Frank didn't get a, mo- a TV show named after her. You know why? Ironically, her name was Anne Frank. No, she was. Um, she was killed by the Jews. Yeah. Well, that is irony. Yeah. Um. Anyway, oh. did you used to watch that? Anne oh, hell yeah. Show? Hell yeah. Now, the father in that, I think, is named William Schaller, I think. Something you know, like so. that. And he, he was alive until he's like, oh, I can see. Oh, man. He also died this year. Oh, no. He just died this year? He just died. And I mean, he I was, was in like say, sitcoms and TV shows forever. Forever. But... Yeah. Well, and William Schaller, the... yeah. He, he looked like he was older than he was when he, he was like Ed Asner. He yeah, looked yeah. pretty old his whole life. So I was going to say he was all around forever, and he pretty much was until this year. Yeah, he had, he had kind of like the the Basset Hound face and the and the thinning hair, even like when he was on the Patty Duke show and stuff. Right, yeah, and then but then he'd still be in stuff in the 80s and 90s. And I was, I, I kind of thought maybe she was he was still around, but obviously not as of May. Uh, Doris Roberts. But going back to Patty Duke, not the step on poor Doris Roberts. Uh, she's famous for that show, but she's, I don't, I guess even more famous for bringing like Carrie Fisher, which we'll talk about at some point, mental illness into the forefront and not 
in, in a way to be made fun of. Yeah, that was back in the eighties too. I think that, mm-hmm. that she did that. Yeah. Um, so that's which, but you know, when when you know you're playing identical cousins, you're bound to suffer mental illness from that. Right, you can't tell what's going on because all the special effects they had to do it wasn't easy. No, and, put, uh, the what what you call the deprivation chamber and really put those bright lights in her eyes to make it seem like she was a twin. It was. This is hard work, so it's it's bound to cause mental illness. Yeah, and she was method, so she like had to stay in character in two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, R.I.P. Who was she, who was she? She was married to the Adams family guy. What's that guy's name? John Aston. John Aston. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, and then they had a son, Sean, who like fucked up the whole legacy. Well, what's wrong with him? Oh, nothing. I don't know. Jeez. Hey, what's? He was adopted. By the way, I think. Oh, well, he well, wasn't. And so he's a serial killer, basically. Or no, I think I think it was her son, but not his, and they didn't find out till later. Oh, burn, John Aston. Jeez, I don't think Sick John Aston. John Aston, especially minded, since he is most famous for playing Gomez Adams. Um, Raul Julia also died this year. Oh yeah, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Okay. Uh, oh, he, uh, he was Adam's Rob- family too, so that kind of ties in. He didn't die this year. Doris Roberts died this year, and she was uh, Seinfeld's father on Seinfeld. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not not her greatest role. She didn't have a lot to do as Seinfeld's father, but um, she was also in The Honeymoon Killers, which was like this '60s like cheapy movie. It's pretty good. No offense to Doris Roberts, but she was my least favorite part of Remington Steel. Was she actually on Remington Steel? Yes, she was. I don't know if she was on the whole time, but they gave her a bigger role after Remington Steel and whoever the woman was got had their uh, relationship consummated. Stephanie Zimbalist. I was in love with her. Well, thank you to remember her name. I hope she's still alive. We'll never but know. But that's that's one of those examples of shows where it went downhill after the, the two got together. Yeah, like Moonlighting. And um, every single other thing, except for news radio. Parks and Rec. What's that? Parks and Rec. True, but they weren't like the two main. You know what I mean? They were, that was such an ensemble show. Anyway, it wasn't like a. So it was news radio. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it works on ensemble shows. I think it just works on well-written shows. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um. Oh, Ken Howard died? Shit. I didn't know that. How old was he? He couldn't have been that old. No, it had to be 50s, right? Maybe 60s? Uh, maybe, I guess 60s, yeah. That I mean, that dude was like the luckiest guy in Hollywood. I think he had a good life. Oh, so. 71. He, oh, he was 71? Jesus. His, his kappa got to tape it. Uh... That's too bad. He was driving down the road and his head got cut off. Oh, I know what you meant. I was letting the listener, the millennial, as you called them now. Now I'm assuming all our listeners are millennials. Oh, I assume at least one of them is. Oh, and then, of course, also this year. So a millennial is someone who's born in the year 2000, not before, not after. Exactly. Hmm. They're all 16. About to be 17 on January 1st. 
they're all also born on January 1st, 2000. Um, but also, you know, not really my thing, but I am the greatest of all time. Of course, I'm speaking of Gary Marshall. He was really rich. Oh, yeah. But not Anthic rich. No, because Gary Marshall... Oh, that just struck no, me. That no, Gary Marshall you. was richer than Alan Thick. I don't think so. That just struck me as... Uh, we always talk about Comedy Bang Bang, but to bring it up, but Alan Thick and Gary Marshall both died this year. Paul Tompkins famously played both of them on Comedy Bang Bang. What you're saying, Paul Tompkins playing you, kiss of death. Well... Watch out, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Or hasten it along. Really. Um, I would rather have Gary Marshall and Alan Thicke than Andrew Lloyd Webber. So when you said that uh, Ken Howard died, I wasn't thinking of Ken Howard, White Shadow Ken Howard, of the office Ken Howard. I was thinking of Ron Howard's little brother or older brother. I don't know which, Clint Howard. Ah, that's who I was thinking of too. Okay. So no, it was not. Clint Howard's still alive. Good. He is living presently. That's why I was saying he was the luckiest guy in Hollywood. Um, Oh, so you didn't even get my decapitated joke then. Huh? Uh, And, of course, Muhammad Ali. Although, I mean, he lived a long, good life. Well, I mean, who knows how great it was with all the brain damage. Probably pretty happy. So, I mean, I guess he had some brain damage, but he also had Parkinson's. Was it Parkinson's brought on by the boxing? I don't no, I like it's the head. I don't think so because uh, isn't Parkinson's a disease? Like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's possible. I'm so I'm I don't, not a doctor, I, although I do I do rectal exams. I don't know that he had brain damage. I think he just had Parkinson's. Maybe that whole time. I think he. You notice his speech getting a little. I, I don't. I don't like dumber is the word I'm thinking of. It's not really the right word, but like as as he got. You know, in, even early on, like in the late 70s, early 80s, just speaking slower and didn't seem quite as with it. Well, some doctors believe that uh, what's it called? CBT or head trauma can is linked to Parkinson's. So it might have been. Linked. Oh, interesting. Well, that's too bad. Um, who else? But it's not it's not totally sure, but it, it might be. Like they like the those football players who get diseases after they stop playing, you can't link them exactly. But when there's so many people having the same disease and they look at the brains and they're injured in the same way, it's pretty certain that head trauma does cause. I think it's called CTE that that makes them really suicidal and all all different sorts of of brain damage from playing football. I always I just wish they would I don't know make a way so it doesn't hurt so much. <laughs> If not, stop selling the sport based on this terrible violence. Well, I think, but that's that's the appeal of the sport. I mean, it's the same with boxing. I, to me, I don't know. Well, boxing, I don't want to get on a high horse. It's it just seems really barbaric. Boxing, boxing to me, there's no, there's nothing. Well, there is the the art of the physicality of you know avoiding punches and all that. But there's nothing else but violence. At least football has the running and throwing and the the high jumps and stuff. But it, yeah, it's no. That's the Olympics with the high jumps. But otherwise, you to, you're right. Yep, you, you have to jump high to get over the stands. Get over the the field goal thing. Yeah. 
Uh, who? Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali was he, he was he was more than just a sportster. He did everything. He was huge. Yeah, he was a comic book. Yep, he beat Superman. Yep. Uh, I, I I imagine he was even when he died was bigger than most athletes that are really popular right now. Oh yeah, I would I would imagine. I mean, he was he was a legend. Even if you're not into sports, you knew him. And you know, he did. He was pretty inspirational too. Even you know, from back when he was Cassius Clay and and like saying "fuck Vietnam, this is bullshit" and all that, and you know, going right. to jail and. Yeah. Yeah. Given up actual like like if he'd gone to Vietnam, it wouldn't have been to go to war. So he wasn't sacrificing for himself. He was sacrificing for an ideal, which I think is pretty awesome because yeah. they would have just gave, gave him like soft duty USO USO tour type stuff, and he's like, "Fuck that! I don't want to support this thing. I don't think anybody should be there." Right. Yeah. No. And that that was really awesome. And you know, he also spoke out about racism in in a mm. big way way early on yeah right and in, in a yeah he had a platform and he used it like you know uh, michael jordan's famous for saying republicans buy sneakers when he wouldn't talk about political stuff when he was a player and he never that was never a concern of muhammad ali he would sell stuff no matter what so he he, he took advantage of his pulpit yeah he did he was mad fuck all y'all that was muhammad ali's position Five-ish Finkel, he he had to be at least 360. Five-ish Finkel, I think he was in Picket Fences, that's what I know him from. That's all I know him from, too. Although, I think he probably was like an old Broadway dude or something, too. Maybe an old vaudeville dude, I don't even know. You think he was always old? Yeah, yeah. I think he was born old, with liver spots, and, well, I guess a lot of people are born bald, but, you know, wrinkles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because a baby's bald doesn't mean he's old. He's an old soul sometimes. I don't I know wonder why maybe has to be a he. But. Five-ish Finkel was ever, most babies are he's. I wonder if my, Five-ish Finkel was ever in Law and Order. I feel like he should have been because he, you know, like you said, Broadway star. He was an episode of Fancy Island. Wow. That's quite the career he's had. Law and Order. Oh, he was on Boston Public too. I didn't watch that, but that was pretty famous. <laughs> it was terrible. Thanks. Um, has Wim Shatner been in anything good? Like literally, has he been in anything that's been good ever? I don't. Think I don't he think has. he was on. I don't think he was on Boston Public either. Or you're just going to a Wait, different subject. Wait, Boston Public transmogrified into oh okay Boston yeah it was legal, Boston Legal. Right? That's what I was thinking of. I never mm-hmm. saw Boston Public. Sorry. Um, yeah, Shatner. R.I.P. Ooh, episode Kojak Days Part One. Starring Fivish Finkel. Kojak if you look at his Days? Wiki- <laughs> That's the name of the episode of, of Kojak that he was on. If you That's look at his wiki- lazy title. <laughs> you look at his his Wikipedia listing for television. 1977, Kojak playing Simon. Next role, 1992, Picket Fences, Douglas Wamball. Wow. It's a pretty big break. And then he has like every... It's covered all through the '90s up to up to like the mid 2000s, where he's doing something, and then he just he dropped and died. But no Law and Order. Ten episodes of Hollywood Squares. No whole Law and Order. Surprised. I wonder what was he? Maybe he was doing Broadway or something during that time. That's we. That is a long fucking time. Yeah, he, he must have been. Uh, I don't know. It's, maybe he just decided he never wanted to. 
He was in a Yiddish sketch comedy review, Monticello, Here We Come, in 1950. Wow, Yiddish sketch comedy in 1950. I wonder what that was like. I didn't even know they had sketch comedy back then. I thought it was all Bob Hope. Keep Bob Hope alive. John Polito, of course. Miller's Crossing. He was on Seinfeld. He was on Law and Order, I believe. He was on everything. He's that guy that you see and you say, that's that fat guy. Yeah, now, yeah. Gonna, who are they going to get for that that role? Charles Durning. Oh, wait, nope. He's dead. Yeah, he didn't die this year, though, did he? No, I think he died. I think he, I think he died while we had been doing the podcast, but I could be wrong. Um, oh, I, we'll get to your precious who you want to get to in a bit, but we got to fill a whole episode. Leonard Cohen, of course. Let's take a break, though. Well, no, let's talk about Leonard Cohen because I just brought him up. Oh, okay. But the, Charles Durning died in 2012. Oh, so it was Leonard, before. Leonard Cohen has been ready to die since um, he was a bald baby. Yeah. Sang about death a lot, if you read between the lines. Uh, yeah, Leonard Cohen, you asked me, this Bob Dylan winning the Nobel Prize in Literature, kind of dumb. Leonard Cohen or Lou Reed, I would have given it to you, if you're going to give it to a musician. But, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Leonard Cohen. Now, we can take your beloved break, and we'll be back with more Death Talk right after this. Whee! We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back after we had, we cried on each other's shoulder for a little bit. Not about the death we're talking about, just because we hate ourselves. But uh, before we get to, you know, the most recent, I'd also like to throw in a mention for uh, George Martin, Sir George Martin, produced the Beatles and uh, and others, most famously the Beatles, but um, really did a lot for them in the studio with really limited resources and uh, was, I mean, basically revolutionized music. Uh, Sir George Martin. How are they going to finish those books, though? What books? Books he writes. Well, we we knew he was never going to finish those anyway, right? That's why they're just doing this TV series now. They're like, fuck it. We're just going to go on with the story, you old fatty. That's a shame. Can't be waiting on you. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Anton Yelchin. Young actor. I would say the rich man's Elijah Wood. I don't see that at all. 
Oh, really? I don't know why. Yeah. He, he always, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Elijah Wood, but uh, but I liked well, Anton Yelchin and everything I, I saw I could, him in. I could tell by calling Anton Yelchin a rich man, but I just don't. Oh, I I guess if I squint, I see how they look similar, but just they're. Well, I always squint when I watch movies and TV. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I, there's uh. In case I, there's going to be any nudity, you know, I I want to be squinting so I can't see it. It's all blurry. Oh, I thought it was because you want every you want to imagine every movie has nudity. So if you squint, everyone's naked. I just assume they all are. I can't really see. I guess it helps with the theater masturbation you enjoy. Yeah. Well, you know we're living in Gamora, so. Jesus. Wait, you are living in Gamora? I wonder if I'm living in Sodom. How do I check? Check your butthole. Oh, speaking of, uh, you know who we're gonna get to, Kenny Baker. R2-D2, man. R2-D2. Peter Mayhew's pretty sick, so this whole original cast has is, is a ticking time bomb. Harrison Ford be around for a while. He smokes all that weed. That's all he takes. And Mark Hamill does does a lot of animation, and I think that makes you live longer. Look at, so, June Four, look at June 4A. I think she's like 7,500 years old. Don't know who that is. Um, some yeah, some of these names. I, oh, of course, Gene Wilder. I'm sure we brought him up at some point, but yeah, well, I think I t- just talked about going to see. Uh, she's actually 99. She played Ro- uh, Rock- Rocky Squirrel in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to and like 10 million other voices in all cartoons. I think she did the old lady in Tweety and and uh, those Tweety and Sylvester uh, cartoons. Oh yeah. I went, at the time, right after his death, they had a like a retro showing of um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I went to see that. And I think I remarked on the podcast how fun that movie is and how different it is than I remember it, but how awesome Willy Wonka or Gene Wilder was. I, I remember we were talking with David about the the remake, and he was like, "Well, I think it could be a good thing because you know the the special effects weren't as good back then, but and of course the new one was god awful, like pretty much everything Tim Burton does." Um, I just call it mediocre, but teach their own. Because when I think got awful, I just want to leave the theater immediately. I didn't want to leave the theater. I just was ready to leave the theater when it was over. I didn't want it to be any longer. But it was. It didn't have the magic that okay. the original had. And I don't give a shit about the bad special effects. Like it's a great movie. No, I I don't remember David saying that, and I think he's he's right sometimes, but not with that one. Is he right sometimes? He's absolutely right when he says the best kind of oh god damn it specifically mentioned ocean 11 i see i you cut out there so here's what i heard the best kind of specifically mentioned ocean 11 oceans 11 david david said that the best kind of movies to remake are are bad to mediocre ones and that's why oceans 11 is such an awesome remake especially when you compare it to the original even though i kind of like the original better (laughs) that's because you're dumb it's true i am it's true, I am. No, you're it's not. True. You're a good boy. You're not dumb. You're smart. Cookie? Aren't you? Cookie? Um, look, we're going to get to who you want to get to, but there's other people who died this year. Uh, Mrs. Brady. Flo. Yeah, Kiss My Grits. She, and she was famously on... No, she wasn't. I was going to say she was on the Star Wars Holiday Special we did, but she was on the Paul Lind Halloween Special that we talked about. 
B. Arthur also did was on the Star Wars one. Yes. Oh, I know. That. I mean, that might actually be the worst thing I've ever seen, that Star Wars holiday special. Because at least other bad stuff like The Room and even Things, which is just a, basically a seizure that you're having for an hour and a half, uh, they have some element of, like, what the fuck to it, where the Star Wars thing was just so so boring and, like, not even weird in a good way, just, like, weird. Well, really, like so Boring, weird in a weird way, and also weird in a really gross way with Disgusting. that masturbating Wookiee with the weird dance. Yes. Yeah. yeah, bizarre I, I, piece of Americana. Yeah, I really do think it, it's it's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, and it's weird when you read the. I'm sure we talked about it during the episode, but it, when you read the whole history, where Lucas was like, "Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Let's do this 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 Wookiee thing with Life Day and." You got it. And they put all the notes together and they thought whatever they came up with would be good enough. And then they came back and were simply horrified to see. And then after it aired, I think Empire Strikes Back came out pretty soon after. And at, at that point, he had enough clout to just say no, never again. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh, okay. not, not, not just never again will I let other people handle my stuff until I sell for billions of dollars to Disney and they actually do a good job with it, but never again will this specific thing air Ever anywhere. be shown, yeah. yeah. Um, until YouTube and fan conventions and stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Kevin Meany. He was Kevin a, Meany? Oh, I forgot about that. He was a funny dude. Really funny guy, yeah. Uh, I... I always liked him when I would see him perform on like late night talk shows and stuff. Um, it seems like he's one of those stand-ups that were really popular in the in the eighties or yeah eighties and nineties, I guess. That just it never crossed over to anything else. No, he like, never had a sitcom or a movie or even a small role in a movie that I really remember. Yeah, me either. Although I think other comedians respected him a lot. Mm. Um, John Glenn, of course, first man to walk on the on the uh, sun. Dead as a doornail. Was it because he was walking on the sun, or is this unrelated? I think it's like with Muhammad Ali's Parkinson's. You know, I think uh, his temperature just kept going up over the years. Have any of the deaths we mentioned yet been violent? I don't think any of them have been violent. No, I don't think we've had any violent deaths, which is nice. For us, yes. So, yeah, just so we don't have to talk about it. Uh, but um, Ron Glass, of course, who we loved and we talked about. Zsa Zsa Gabor slapped him. Ron up. Glass, I don't remember talking about him that much when he died. I, no, we did. I, we just said, I think it was like. Oh, we did talk about the odd couple and stuff. Yeah, we did talk yeah, about yeah. it. Just, but that was pretty shocking, too. I mean, not that he was super young. He was 71, but nobody talked about him being sick or anything. No, and. I don't know. I think he was, he was definitely, well, you know, he was like a, a Zen Buddhist or just a Buddhist. I don't know. Um, and, and he wasn't like really interested in the spotlight or anything like that. So he kind of mm. kept his life private, but yeah, I guess that's, that's part of it. But, he, but was, yeah. he was great in everything he was in. I don't know about the new odd couple, but I assume he was great in that, even if it was terrible. Yeah. he. Was, I mean, it's hard to judge something like that, but good stuff he was in. He was great in great in the, and, um, Barney Miller, great in Firefly. So he was, he was working all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, Alan Thicke, of course, died of being Canadian. Patriotic boot, right? way to die. What's that? Yeah, that is a boot, right? Yeah, a boot, is a boot, right? right? Um, 
who else? Oh, George Michael, of course, just recently. Um, yeah, that was, another shocking one. Yeah, that was pretty sad. And he he really was a good performer. I mean, you don't even have to like his music, but he could sing. And, and I remember when Faith came out, I saw that tour. And uh, he was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a, you say you don't have to like his music. Are there people you have to like their music? Yeah, there are. Uh, like I, think, I think specifically uh, Lil Wayne. Hmm. I'll take that under advisement. Fucking kill you, dude. Um, Sharon Jones, who I never got to see live, like we missed the last few times she came around. We're like, God damn it, because we like wouldn't hear about it until way too late. But uh, she was one of the great, you know, uh, neo soul artists. Harper Lee kind of got fucked over with that last book. I don't think. She had nearly as much input as she probably yeah. should have into the publication of that. Who knows the truth about that? Did you read it? I didn't. I didn't want to read it. I didn't want. I I heard nothing but bad things. And yeah, I, I heard middling things. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if she wanted it or not. You know, it's 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 out there now. I'd actually rather it be out there. I mean, even if she didn't want it, just you know, I would rather J.D. Salinger's stuff be out there too. I. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Edward Albee. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, does Salinger have, like, unfinished or unpublished manuscripts? Do we even know? Like, he didn't do... Yeah. There's, there's Salinger's... Apparently, they appeared online briefly, and then they were ripped out, and they're hard to find. But there is unpublished stuff that he said couldn't be published at all for 25 years or something like that. But it was... Somehow got out on the internet, and it's hard to find. And usually when stuff's out on the internet, it's not, yeah. but I guess it's like, it's not like something, you know, some 14 year old in, in, in Cincinnati is not going to be touring JD Sounders unpublished novels. Oh, go to the dark web, get your tour browser. You'll, you'll get it. Um, yeah. What a weird dude. I mean, he must've been able to live off just catcher in the rye. I imagine. I, I can't imagine that. I guess so. You, you can make that book into a, Required reading for 14-year-olds for 35 years, you're going to make some money. I'm just shocked by that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know that that could happen today um, for an author. But I think, yeah, I think it worked. You know, what with rising interest rates and, and whatnot nowadays, it's just not feasible. Edward Albee died, although, you know, he was around for a long time, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was pretty sad about George Michael, actually. All right. You want to get to who you want to talk about? <laughs> Wait, we didn't, no. you know who we didn't mention though? Alan Rickman. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you're obsessed with saying who I want to talk about. Oh my God. It's cause your, your fantasy girlfriend since you were three years old. But, uh, Alan yeah. Rickman is, is, was, I have a huge shock to me. I mean, all, the other people, I guess maybe he was sick and I didn't know it, but he didn't seem that old. And it's not like he, like George Michael and, and Carrie Fisher, they, they're young, but they had a hard life as far as drug use. Right, right. From what I understand. So that, 
I don't ever heard that about Alan Rickman. He was a just. I'm very. I was very surprised when he died. And he, he everything. Another actor. Everything he did, he did well, even when it was bad. Yeah, was yeah. Really, he was great. He was really good in Robin Hood. Not a great movie. Oh, he had cancer. Okay, I didn't realize that. So he was. I, that was. He was one of those actors who like. He did, he wasn't like a, a Tom Cruise like star power or Brad Pitt, but he had presence. Like he he That's... was a solid great actor mm-hmm. he, he could do, do evil well but he could do just regular well as well yeah and the thing he with uh i guess is probably is no i don't know what his most famous role but one of his most famous roles is playing snape in in the harry potter movies and yeah, severed snake most of the harry potter movies aren't as good as the books but him playing snape you, you, there is nothing any anywhere that could be a better snape he was perfect it's pronounced snake um, yeah, and he also was in Die Hard. Right. That was. I was that, thinking maybe that, that would might be, be the, the most, most famous role. Yeah. Although box office. Yeah. Who knows? It depends on you're talking to a millennial or someone who saw Die Hard. Yeah. Or someone who saw both Die Hard and Harry Potter, they'd say it's both. And then if someone who saw Galaxy Quest, they would say that because he's awesome in that as well. A very funny movie. I need to rewatch that. He's a big. That. He's a big part of why that's a funny movie. Yeah, Tim Allen's not. Well, he's no Tim Allen is is because he's playing himself. Oh, is it? yeah, I I don't remember enough. I I never liked Tim Allen, but he's playing William Shatner, but he's also playing himself because there's there's stories about how the the character is written as this really cocky guy, and he comes in playing this playing the character, and Offset he's exactly the same way. And Sigourney Weaver making fun of him and stuff. It's, there's an oral history somewhere online that's pretty amusing. And it seemed like a cast who, aside from Tim Allen, they all liked each other. And they had fun talking about the experience of making this movie, which didn't do that well in the box office, but became kind of a cult hit afterwards. But and Alan Rickman's a part of that. They liked, they liked him, and he liked them. He, Alan Rickman seemed like he would just be chill to hang out with. Yeah. Um, Not anymore. It would be really chilly, if you know what I mean. Be cold. Um. All right, let's get to it. Two researchers, a linguist and a sound engineer, found the perfect male voice to be a combination of Alan Rickman's and Jeremy Irons' voices. Oh, so basically my voice is what they're saying. Thank you, exactly. researchers. Fava beans with a nice Chianti. Ah, that was great. Great Jeremy Irons role. Rickman featured in several musical works, including a song composed by Adam Leonard entitled Not Alan Rickman. What? Oh, we got to find this song. And he also, I don't remember, that he, he, he played a part in Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells, too. Wow, that is really weird. I, I wonder if it was just speaking, since he doesn't yeah. have yeah, like one half of a perfect voice. Well, Tubular Bells, I thought it was just, was just a, it's the Exorcist theme, the first one, but apparently Mike Oldfield was like, "Oh, let's follow that up." Oh, well, okay. So the later. second one, does the second one have vocals to it? I don't know, man. I've never heard it. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right, yeah, Carrie Fisher. Just as she we does. record this, uh, just days ago. Right. Um, and you know there was the the thing on the plane where. You're like, oh fuck! I was I was very prince-like, right? Where he had the thing on the plane, and then uh, he seemed like he was going to be better, and then, nope. 
Yeah, it was. I, I I think when I read that, I was like, oh, they got out of the hospital. Then I was reading comments on one of the stories about and the guys like, I'm a ER nurse, and if you are in the hospital and have a cardiac arrest like that, you have like a thirty percent chance of living. It's not really a good chance for her. Jesus. So, and then you know, it's comments on the internet. Who knows if it was true, but it it seemed true. And uh, so yeah, that was. I was not surprised when she died after going through that. But yeah, I, just like I was saying, Patty Duke, it's, 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 it was great that she was able to write so eloquently about her problems with both addiction and mal- mental illness and normalize them for people to, to be, to, for regular people to be able to talk about. Agreed. Um, to the extent that regular people even do, I mean, it's still, you know, kind of a, a stigma but yeah no she was i well, think it's less of a stigma now than it was 30 years ago yes, because I agree. Of people like those two i agree and she was a great writer she she did punch up on scripts i don't know if you know i don't know how many people know about that but she was supposedly really really good at that like she you would call her in for punch-ups and and she would be amazing yeah but some of the movies that she punch-ups on them just like well they weren't that funny so no, i can't imagine how bad they were before she exactly. got to them. <laughs> apparently she she did work on the prequels so man what that sand line was before she got around with it well but, you've uh, read i mean you've seen stuff that george lucas has written on his own so uh but she did say that she stopped doing it because they I don't know why corporations always end up doing well. I know why, because they're greedy, but she said, so it used to be, I don't know how it used to be, but how it is now when she wrote this a couple of years ago is uh, producers will reach out to a bunch of writers and, and before hiring them to punch up scripts, take notes, you have to write up notes for the whole script and they'll take this, this, these notes and use them and they'll pay you. And she's like, I'm not doing any work for free. Fuck that. So she, she stopped doctoring scripts for that reason. Oh, you think yeah. producers would be like, if we want someone good to doctor our script, we have to pay them right away, but I guess they don't care. Well, I mean, that kind of ruins my image of Hollywood as a happy family. I know. I, I knew it would, and I was reticent to tell you, but sometimes you have to you have to uh, take the veil off, off of someone's eyes. Yeah. Gots to grow up. Yeah, Carrie Fisher was uh, another tough one. I mean... That's some biggies, man. I'm just Prince Bowie, Carrie Fisher, depending on who you are, Leonard Cohen, um, George Michael, Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman for sure. For me, Sharon Jones, that really sucked. Um, I was surprised by how upset people were about. It, I don't think. I mean, no offense to anyone. Is just... no. If, I mean, if he, you know, he, I could see he's part of your childhood or whatever. It, yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a thing for me, but I, I understand yes. it. You never. Yeah. I don't. I really I'm hate not... people who get upset at oh, others getting upset. upset at celebrity deaths. You know, like, I I'm find that ups... so dickish. No, I know you're not. I'm not critical or upset. I'm just surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. But, you know, there's a lot of people who are probably right in that sweet spot at the right age when Growing Pains was on and they had, like, Kirk Cameron posters on their wall and stuff. Like you and me, honestly. Yeah, I, I watched Growing Pains. I bought a pair of sneakers, and I was very proud of those sneakers. And then 
oh, this is just like the small wonder story. I was, I was, no, wait, it was the other way around. I saw him wearing the sneakers, Kirk Cameron on Growing Pains, and he used the sneakers to cheat on. He wrote the answers for a test, and I really liked the sneakers. They were Reeboks, and I got them at the store, and I was. And that's how you passed college. Hello? Yeah, anyway. True. I mean, you know, you hate to say these kind of things, but I say them all the time. Uh, when when Alan Thicke dies, you just think, why couldn't it have been Kirk Cameron? I don't think those kind of things at all. Oh, every second of the day. I would I would much rather someone, even someone I disagree with, live to be an old age like Alan Thicke, not die young. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't think that either. I mean, I, when Prince died, I was just walking down the street looking at people going, why couldn't it have been you? But otherwise. And the person you were looking at? Myself cured in the cancer mirror. ten years later. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a Twilight Zone episode. Are you still there? Answer ten years from now. The world ends ten years, two months. Well, you know what? At least those people have a good two months cancer-free no, FDA does, blocks it because they're testing it. it. Never gets out. Nobody ever gets cured. Oh yeah. Except except for twenty five white mice with red eyes. Aren't they scary looking? Or are they adorable? It depends. Just like albinos. If, uh, Al who? Captain Lou yeah. Albino, dude. He's in those Cindy Lauper videos. I do wonder if it's a worse year for deaths. I know numbers-wise it's about the same as any other year, but I think I feel like this year had more shocking younger than super old deaths than most years. And also, I think just more iconic celebrities. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't get... And yeah, and I have celebrities across the across genres and across like, different people into them. Like You can't get more... Everybody likes David Bowie and Prince pretty much. There's not... Like, people might dislike Prince for breaking their guitar or something like that, but they're mu- music wise. Everyone likes David Bowie and Prince and Carrie Fisher is just, well, she's princess re- Leia, like exactly. if nothing else, like every, so princess Leia. And then the other, everything else she, she did was right just on top of that. So, and thinking as princess Leia, everybody like, she was never a sex symbol to me. No, me I can, either. I can look at the like pictures now and say, Oh, she was very beautiful, but I'd never thought of her like that. I was just like, she's who Luke Skywalker saves. And even wearing that, bathing suit i didn't notice it as something revealing i just noticed it as her being captured so it's funny to see how many people my age and around my age were like oh she was so she was like my uh my crush for when i was young and that's that wasn't there but she was just definitely a part of a, a film series i adored so yeah um no and even alan rickman like we said die hard to harry potter that covers a lot of fucking people yeah. As well, oh, yeah. You know? That's like, true. That's, and Love Actually, or whatever the fuck it was he was in. That there's a whole nother swath of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was so good. He was just, and he was seemed like a cool guy when you know, like you said, have a beer with him. It's, so yeah, it, yeah. Unlike David Bowie, I don't know if David Bowie would have been fun to have a beer with. Aside from you're having a beer with like a super superstar, I just don't know personality wise if he, he would just kind of look at you like you're. An ant. Possibly because his eyes are all fucked up. Right, and he would be correct. 
because I I just follow whoever is going for food and carry it back to to my queen. To your lair, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was. I mean, it, I was gonna recommend it, but it's not like it's just a mini recommendation. I posted on Facebook. Uh, Mac McCon, who is in Super Chunk, um, wrote a song called "Happy New Year." Prince can't die again, which is a nice little song that you should check out. You can find it online. Um, anyway, um, you want to go to this? Is enough talk about death. Let's talk about life. Life recommendations, Asians, Asians, Recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. I will recommend uh, the book I just read, another Tanya French novel, Tan Tanya French. It's called Faithful Places. Did you read that one? No, I haven't read that one. What ones do you do? You just read them all out of order? Yeah, man. Oh, I, I mean, I know they're that. like connected. I can't, I like yeah. I don't care. I like reading them in order, so you know I can see where she started and all that. Anyway, this is I have a, a small problem with it, but mostly I like it a lot. It's better. I think it might be better than the other two. Uh, it has a character from the second one that returns and Frank Mackey and yeah. I really you like, should read it. You'll like it. I will. I, I will read all of them, uh, except for that second one. I don't think I'm going to read it. Um, read it. It's still good, even though there's the thing. I think we should talk about it after the show because I want to see if it's Viv's problem is the same as mine. I'm sure it is. Um, but it's still even as, in spite of that, it's still a good novel and it has really, really interesting characters and and how they interact with each other is 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 great. The Secret Place was my favorite of hers, but I've only read a couple. Um, is that the first one? No, it's like the That's in the woods seventh right. or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend a comic book. I don't think this was one that you recommended to me, but I can't remember. I hate it. Uh, Black Hammer. No. Yeah, it's from Dark Horse. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's about so it's about these like golden age superheroes, although they weren't like actually around in the 40s or anything. Like they weren't. They're not established characters. They're made-up characters for this okay. thing. Um, um, who seem who grew up and got older, and it seemed to like I can't tell when it's set. It shows them like in the seventies, old and stuff. But uh, but now they're on this farm, and we don't know why. But for some reason, they can't leave the town that they're in, and they don't. You don't know how they got there. You don't know why they're trapped there. Um, you don't even know if it's necessarily on earth. Um, and, but it's, so it's not like they have flashbacks to the golden age where they like fight and whatever, just to show the character development. But it's really more about these people, these heroes, these weirdos, um, and like their lives here and what's going on. It's kind of like a mystery in a way. Um, it's really cool, man. I, I was really surprised by how much I like it. So I recommend black hammer. They just, came out with the sixth issue so it's not that far in you can still oh, get cool. into it if you want yeah I, the, it's done by jeff lemire yes and he's great he also does descender and he did a short series of whose name i forget about a town a, a group of kids who find a dead superhero but yeah that's he has something called ad after death out right now that looked interesting but i didn't pick it up how so, do they write this much dude some of these people, like Brian K. Vaughn, same thing. Like, he's doing two titles at once, and that's just crazy to me. Stan Lee did a whole universe at once. Well, I don't... Well, Brian, <laughs> K., 
Brian K. Vaughan has those breaks, and Jeff Lemire probably does the same thing. They take like three or four months breaks. Yeah, so yeah. maybe working on when they're when they're doing that. Like so, Brian K. Vaughan had three going this year. I, I hope I haven't. They have something like sometime in the early part of the year they have a. I think they're called upfronts or something like that, where the comic book companies say what what is coming out the next year. So last year. Uh, and maybe because he got sick, this didn't happen. But Brian Kavon had Paper Girls announced, and he had the uh, the Canadian War book. I forget the name of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And and he was already working on. It. So he worked on three books. But there's also something announced that never came. That Brian Kavon was working at Darwin Cook, who who died, another going back to death. He died this year. He's an awesome comic, comic book uh, artist and writer. And I was really interested in that, but I guess when when he got sick, they just they dropped the project, and I never heard anything about it. Like I never heard that they were dropping it. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the upfronts are for this year to see what, especially now, now that I, I've I've gotten back into comics and I've started to know the names better than I used to. So if I see something new coming from Jeff Lemire, I'll say, oh, that that's worth checking out, or or Frank Vaughn, or there's a couple other people I like a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Descender's good. Too. I didn't, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I like Cinder a lot. I didn't make the connection that he was the same writer. But yeah, yeah, you should check it out. Um, and then there's guys like, uh, oh, I forget his name, Chip Chip Zdarsky, mm-hmm. who who is the artist for, for Sex Criminal. And his art is amazing. But it, um, I don't know if he does any other books where he does the art, but he, he writes for uh, Howard the Duck, and he has a, a creator-owned book on image that he writes. I forget I forget the name of that one, but anyway, he's a really funny writer. So it, it's some of those guys can do both really well. I, I think Brian K. Vaughan can't draw, so he can't do both. But some of the guys can do both really well. Yeah, John Byrne. Does he still even? Is he still uh, around? I think you'll see his name on stuff, but it's never worth reading. Yeah, but man. a lot of stuff he wrote back then was never like his reboot of Superman was pretty bad. No offense to John Byrne fans, like most millennials are. I was only a fan of his art for the X-Men. Um, when he started like writing the Fantastic Four and whatever after that, I was like, eh. I want, you know, I there's not a run of... Like, aside from the the Kirby, Stan Lee stuff from the very beginning, Fantastic Four is always pretty boring to me. Yeah, it was never a great comic. Their book. like Sometimes when, when they'd show up in Spider-Man, it'd be fun. New Spider-Man movie coming out this year. Yep. So I announced that. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. All right, you do the rest. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly, super duper highly on iTunes. Uh, or write a review while you're there. A very good review. Um, and that's it. Oh, no. There's one other place. Oh, yes, that's right. Tell your friends to listen. And your lovers. Your lovers are already listening because when you make love, you're listening to Pop Culture Continuum. I hope so. That is what we Thrust, do this for. Thrust and parry. Isn't that how you have sex? Yeah, it's also how you fence. Um, all right, next time we'll try to do something a bit cheerier. So, you know, maybe some... Hey, we were celebrating these people. That's true, we were. Yeah, yeah. What's this rest in power? I just heard it somewhere else, and then I started seeing it on Facebook. It's, I, first time I heard it was Comedy Bang Bang. Maybe, oh, maybe that's where I heard it. And then I started seeing it on Facebook out there. And I'm like, wait, this is a real thing? That's really dumb. I, I think it's, it was a joke on Facebook. Who's? I mean, I think it was a joke on Comedy Bang Bang. Who's saying on Facebook? No, people are actually, it's actually a thing that people use. I'm not going to mention names. Um, but yeah, rest in power. First of all, peace trumps power. I'd rather have peace than power. 
I mean, unless it's power over uh, all humanity. R-I-A-P? Reop? Rest in Austin Powers. Oh, God. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.